Chicago's own Taylor Bennett with us hanging out. My dogs, Taylor Bennett, man. Now, What's the word? Man, you got you got an album out right now. Yes, like, coming of age. Now, usually when I when I press play on a new project, I, I try to just the first couple of words that come to me, I just write them down and I let me know if, if I'm kind of on the same wavelength and add to it, for take sure. away from it. I got I uh genre bending. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Individualism. Okay. And then I got authentic. Wow, that's dope, man. So, upon pressing play on the project, that's what I got from it, man. Is there anything you would like to add on to it for the people that maybe press and play on it for the first time, just to kind of give them a precursor of what they can expect from the album? Yeah, for sure. Um, the project, like you said, is definitely genre bending. So, it's something where we go through different facets of music. Um, I love all kinds of music, and I've always loved, you know, um, Queen, The Beatles, but of course, like Sam Cooke, Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, Diana Ross. Um, you know, so many different artists that come from prior generations. And I think it's really important as an artist. And it's something that I learned through having my son, but then also moving in the industry and gaining some really amazing relationships like Sway mm -hmm. um, and different folks that, you know, introduced me to people like, um, you know, Martha from, you know, the um, Supremes and then had me doing research on, you know, first of all, to also bring it back, I haven't done like a sample on a record since 2014 oh, when wow. I put out my project Broad Shoulders. Yep. As an independent artist, it's also a thing with clearance where it wasn't the easiest thing, especially back then. Now, like I'm more tapped in in terms of like having a firm, having people at work. Like I've done different deals with different labels and things like that. But back then I was like, I'm not trying to pay for none right. of this. <laughs> now it's, it, <laughs> it grew into more of a thing though where it was like... um I have, shout out to DJ Werner, that's my music director, so he produced damn near the whole project, but I have a lot of amazing instrument and musician players that are around me at all times. Um, and it just became something that was like very key. And it was also the idea that I felt like if you like something, you should kind of like the whole thing. And sometimes, just sometimes, you know what I'm saying, I hear a sample on a joint and it's like super catchy, but I'm like, damn, like, I already know what you I'm getting into. You already know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, <laughs> So that for sure. And then I think a bigger thing about it is it's challenging stereotypes. Um, so, you know, growing up, looking at the TV, I think everybody does that, no matter if it's basketball players, rappers, um, or under individuals. You don't just have to be African-American to mm -hmm. be indulged by entertainment and right. TV and want to be like the characters or appeal to the people that are on the TV screen or whatnot. Um, and that's something that goes past music. That's something that goes to movies and all different sectors. But again, to take it back to the independence, I think every artist has a responsibility. And I felt like with this project, I really wanted to challenge the narrative that be in terms of who we are. And I think a lot of us um, can gain an insight from the record that shares, you know. Yeah, you hit the light, bro. Light one real quick. Both. Yeah, there you go. go. Um, you know, that shares, he hit the light, he yeah. had to go. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I think it just helps, you know, kind of share um, and begin a conversation that I think isn't the easiest or most layered thing that's out here. You know what now, I'm saying? Now, I, I, I want to say this publicly because you are somebody who I feel like is slept on. Damn, you, I appreciate that. Musically, yo. you know what I'm saying? Thank you, man. This new project, I went because I went back a little bit and I remember... First, I don't remember what project it was. It, it had the American, was it American flag on it? Yeah, the American reject. Okay, that was American reject. That yeah. was the last project. American yeah. reject. I remember when that came out, and I was like, mm. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, nah, I but then listening to it or just, just no, when, it? no, just Not when just I saw it, it. Okay. when I just gotcha, saw gotcha, it, gotcha, like, yeah. and then, but that's again judging the book by its cover. You know, looks, looks can be deceiving, right? Yeah. American reject. It's like, whoa, it's just me. Mm -hmm. But then I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, your brother Chance the Rapper, everybody knows that. But when Acid Rap came out, I did the same thing. Facts. Because I Facts. looked at Acid Rap like, man, I ain't finna listen to no drugged out. Like, I don't, yeah, rap shit. everybody thought like, <laughs> that's what it, and it's it was like, wave, bro, it was like, like the homie is like a, almost a damn near gospel rapper. Like, right. it's a, exactly. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, I love it. So it made me tap in. And I was like, damn, okay. And I think what that did for me personally is peel back a layer on my own stereotypes. I love and, that. Yeah. And my own way that I view shit. 
That's deep, man. Real shit. I'm telling you the truth. And um, that's why I'm glad we, we, we have you up here so I can have a conversation. There's multiple you, things man. I want to talk to you about. But when Coming of Age came out, I think, like, when I listened to it, I was, like I told you before we even came got on the air, like, I'm really pleasantly surprised that you stayed in your pocket, like, and didn't, like, because a lot of people try to chase a sound. They Thank try you, to man. deviate from their course and, like, and from American Reject to Coming of Age, it's still Taylor Bennett. Like, it's still, like... Thank you, man. You don't know... It's that not, means a lot, yeah. No real shit, bro, because, like... Especially from you, bro. You I'm, know I would music. tell you if it was trash. I'm knowing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, would, I would like, tell you if it was, like... I would bro. tell you if I was very... I'd be telling people all the time, like, it's... Because I don't listen to a lot of music leisurely. Right. And so when I do, it's like, bro, you playing with my time. A hundred. No, yeah. hundred. That's yeah. how I feel, too. That's why I listen to old school shit. Because I be yeah, kidding. Like, I don't even So I just wanted to give you your props for that. Because Thank I feel you, like... Man. I um, really appreciate that. I feel yeah. like the evolution of your sound is going to continue to grow. And I love the, the genreless take on creating ma uh, music. Because even when I was telling our camera guy, PB, I was telling him, like, yeah, like, I, I don't know how to describe your music. Hey. I, I, I call it alternative rap. I love it. You know what I'm saying? That's I what I call that. it. Yeah. But the, the white people at the award shows, who knows? Thank you. <laughs> and that's a big part of this shit. Is right. that it's a lot of folks that got, you know, ideas on what is what. And, but know. I just wanted to give you your props Thank before you, before I started digging into the other shit. But Love, um, appreciate you. Coming of age is dope. Thank you. Man. And is that like the artwork and everything is represent is I, I would assume is metaphor. Like Yeah, it is. Okay. So I like I had a big part like in just involvement in that as well. Um, and the concept of that is that my father, who's also here, chief of staff, uh, and senior advisor for me and my brother's organizations, um, it was, it's just kind of, I feel like a crazy thing because the ideas that my dad taught me about crossroads and that, you know, I don't know if y'all ever learned that from anybody just growing up is like, you always have a decision. You always have an option or a choice and you get to a certain place and you have to make a decision on where you're going to go. Um, and the reason why there's two sides and they're identical, but they're looking in different directions is on the left side, you got Taylor that has a backpack on. It looks like he might be either heading in or out of a university. Mm -hmm. He basically kind of has it figured out, even though he has a more serious focus. Look, it's like, this is, you can almost as a viewer just base and say, okay, this is, you know, this, mm -hmm. this is what I think he's doing. And then the other one is like Taylor shirtless gazing up. You don't know where, you know, he really is. And the reason why it's like that is because what I've found in my life is that a lot of times people say there are two options, and usually there are two options, but the second option for me has never been that clear. Mm -hmm. um, and that's from grade school to high school to where I'm going to go to college to what job I'm going to work to. And I think that's something that correlates to a lot of people's lives in terms of not either having one thing that looks concrete, like I'm going to go to work tomorrow and this is what I'm going to do, or I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and whatever that situation is. But it's like that perspective is so much more vast in terms of, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to put that out. And then it's like the center, which is where the title is, Coming of Age, is basically the middle ground of understanding, gotcha. which is why it's kind of like cracked. And it's like, because it's like, even though that's something that we all want to be balanced, you know what I'm saying? Um, going back to what I said about your sound and you staying in your, in your pocket, um, and I was talking to PB about this before you walked in, but do you did you start to do an alternative sound to deviate your sound from your brother? Um, I think it was... Like, was know, that intentional that, or subconscious? Yeah, I think that something that my pops, uh, and I'll never forget this, is like years and years and years ago. Um, this was when I was working on Broad Shoulders, so that's how long it was. About. Right. And I it was, was like in 20, the car with my dad. This is like 2013. 2013. 2014 is when Broad Shoulders came out. Right. So I was in the car with my pops, and I was talking about working on new music, and I was saying that I was trying to, or I was trying to make music that didn't really sound like Chance's music. And I remember my dad said something that was really important for everything, because now my whole campaign is Be Yourself, and it's about expression and acceptance. Mm -hmm. uh, back then, that was before that, and he was like, yo, if you're going to make music, you shouldn't worry about sounding like your brother, because you're going to sound like your brother, because right. you're your brother's brother. Right, right. He's like, what you need to worry about is making the best music that you, know, you possibly really can. Gotcha. So it was kind of a thing where... I did start, and then I will say this, though. Like, growing up, when I was making records, even before Broad Shoulders, there were people in Chicago. My first project is called Mainstream Music. And the whole idea or concept on it was that it was all these different genres that were placed on one record. Um, this is when I was, like, 14 years old. And the reason why was somebody told me in Chicago, his name was Mike Kolar, Closed Session. Shout out to him. He was like, man, you know, this sounds good, but I've never heard a song like this, your sound. Like, I don't know what your sound is. 
And at first, I kind of took it in a way. I was like, mm, that's kind of crazy for you to say because he was pretty respected in, like, the Chicago industry. But then as I started to sit on it and think about it, I was like, that's kind of real. Maybe that can become my thing. Um, and again, man, I've always loved all kinds of music. And I also believe that everybody loves different kinds of music. Like, right. I think there's definitely... Um, an importance in supporting your culture, no matter what musical background that is. Um, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of people genuinely enjoy some of the same kind of qualities of music or maybe have the same thoughts of what energy is like, you know? Yeah. So it was like a thing where I also wanted to, especially now, and not even just for the hip-hop community, motherfuckers need positive music. Right. And, like, right. it's like this project is about positivity. It's about mental health. It's about being better. It's about exercising. It's about feeling and walking in your own greatness. You said you mentioned mental health. On Kickback, you said yeah. you said big dreams at 15, like most kids with problems. problems. Yeah. So is that when you started to, like, that when you started to self-diagnose yourself? Like, okay, this is what I'm going through. Or did you have depression? Or what was it? Um, I think that, yeah, I think that when I was, like, 15, that was, like, freshman, sophomore year, I think, again, that was one of those coming-of-age moments where you're trying to figure out who you are. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I've learned through creating this project is that I am still growing and I'm still searching, and every day I'm still becoming a better me than I was the day before. Um, and I think that when you're growing up, or at least when I was growing up, it was less of trying to figure out who I was and more of trying to be something or be, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like I saw different representations, whether it was on TV or in real life of things that I was like, this is what I can be. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a big thing also about just life is that you see what's around you and it does create mental limitations or barriers on where you could go. Gotcha. Now for the folks that may, you know, judge a book by its cover or, you know, as far as hip hop purists or yeah. people that just want to hear the slaps, hear the hip hop shit, for right? For sure. If it's not grabbing them sonically, yeah. but the message is in the music, how, how do you do you try a different approach as far as chasing that, or do you just say, look, you're gonna come around when you come around? Um, I think the whole thing about it is that, you know, I'm a big believer in like people like what they like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say that for my brand, it's more of a thing where I do. You know, the whole be yourself, like the idea of be yourself came out after 2017. I only believe came out as bisexual to the LGBTQ community. Um, and then I ended up creating a project the year after that in 2018 called Be Yourself. The project was all about expression and acceptance. Um, and I think it's a thing where you can paint a picture for certain folks. And again, everybody has different strokes. But also, in terms of a brand, the way that I look at it is that my spaces, no matter if it's the tour, shout out to Champion that we're doing, Be Yourself, Be yep, a Champion shout out to tour, Champion. or um, shout out to them on the merchandise, the mental health line that we got right now. Um, the idea is to create an environment that's inclusive and is accepting. So, because my thought on it is that you go so many places in a day and you could feel like you don't fit in. And that Absolutely. usually happens for me when I was growing up at concerts. Um, when I'm at school, people talking about being fresh, like, so it's like, how do we, or how do I create these environments through the experiences of my brand that make people feel at least for a certain period of time, like they are somewhere where they belong, but not just again, you belong because you feel like you want to be like this, but now you're in an environment where you can learn who you are. I think, you know what I'm saying? I think what's important too is, um, not even just with you coming out in 2017, but I think what's dope is. I think I'd like, like nobody gave a fuck. Like it's like I think, and I fuck with that. You know and what I'm saying? It's like, with you, man. and it's just like because yeah. I think like people make this big deal about shit like that. Thank like you, Isaiah man. Rashad just went through the same thing, and it's just like, bro, like do, do the music slap. Right. <laughs> like like I don't give a fuck about sound? that shit. Like 100%. Right. is the music good? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if the music is trash, now we got to talk. Now we got to talk. <laughs> we gotta have, now we got to have an intervention, <laughs> my nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let's have an intervention about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. But when you when how how long before you actually decided to publicly go? Did you know? Um, I think it was like a thing that for my whole life I had always you know felt indifferent about my sexuality, and it was something that, um, like most people, I think it's a sensitive topic or just subject yeah. that I didn't ever really engage or even think about from a perspective of what this could be or what this could mean until I was 20 or 21. Gotcha. Um, but I do think that, um, and I can't speak to everybody else's experiences, 
But a lot of times it has to do with the opinions and the outside of others and what their perspective is less than even what you're doing. And that's a big process of like what we're doing right now with the music because it is a thing where I do understand again, it's people that just need environments of expression. Yeah. Whether that means to figure out how artistically great you are or to learn about yourself and better yourself a little bit more. It's like, how do you create those situations? Because, you know, shout out to Kanye West and Kid Cudi and Jay-Z. There's a lot of different people that I grew up listening to that just like y'all know, a lot of those people, I even said on the outro, were like uncles and fathers to right. me because I listened to them and what they said so much more deeply than other folks that were around me. Mm -hmm. And they taught me different things through their music but they were also a strong representation to be yourself. Like one of my favorite Jay-Z lines is, when I walk into a room, I shape the room, the room doesn't shape me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I've known that since I was like younger and that's been a perspective of mine. And it's like, I want to continue to create that outlet where kids, because I do realize the platform I have that are growing up, see, you know, we just put a billboard up on 79th in Chicago that says, uh, I'm from here, keep chasing your dreams. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, when the glow in the dark tour and different things happen in Chicago, whether I went or not, major impact on my life. Do you think? Do you think that it's really? I mean, I, obviously the, the the culture is changing in hip hop. It's been yeah, very sure. segregated. Uh, it's been very like aggressive, especially towards people in LGBTQ community. Community. <laughs> it's been very like salacious. But I think over time, like I, I feel it getting better. Right. I think and it's it, way better. No, yeah. somebody, man, just know that like. I get asked this question a lot of times where people are like, uh, what do you think about like the hip hop community in terms of how they treat blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And my biggest thing, and I just keep going on the record and I've been saying this shit for a long time, is that the same level of homophobia that exists in the hip hop community or if they want to say the black community exists everywhere else. Fact. There is no difference. Like everywhere that you go, you'll find different people that discriminate towards people that are belonging to certain communities. I love you said, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. But I just, no, I just think that's a big thing because I do think that there's a big stigma that in the African-American community or in hip hop, we don't accept homosexuality to a level of discomfort that doesn't exist anywhere else. And that's not true. I love you said the word discriminate, right? Discrimination, because I feel like the word homophobia gets overused because the de by definition, and maybe, maybe you can, I just a teachable yeah, moment for me, right? Definitely. So, the word phobia means a fear of. Right. Right. So 100%. if you have a if everything's like because I if I make a if I have a make make a remark against somebody because they're homosexual, that's not homophobia. That's me attacking who they are. That's discrimination. That's bigotry. That's not homophobia. Do you do you does that is, or am I reading that wrong from being somebody that's a part no, of that community? Um, well, I would say that, you know, because I am bisexual, I'm not gay, but I can speak for the LGBTQ um, a bit. I would say that I think that. It's a thing where you are in a lot of ways correct because what you're saying is that at that point, it's not really a fear. It's more of a hate crime. Exactly. Right. But I think what the thing about it is where people feel that it is homophobic is based off the fact when people create an idea in their head of who somebody is or they're afraid of, because, and I'll just say this, I think that a lot of hate crimes do lie in homophobia. Okay. So, like, there's a lot of times that people, and I don't know if you've ever, you know, heard of this, but I know that growing up, like, there are different experiences that people would share that somebody thought somebody was gay, maybe they bullied them, maybe mm -hmm. they tried to beat them up in the locker room. Like, these are different things that, like, really go on and really happen. People are growing up, and the basis of it, whether it's true or not, very common when it comes to African Americans, mm -hmm. is that they built this idea that there is a fear that is behind the hate crime. So they're like, this dude is gay. He just touched me like this. And then five people beat up this little kid. Mm. Um, it's very similar, again, to okay. a, one black kid being somewhere and somebody being like, his ass was a threat. He was screaming. And it's like, bro, it's eight of y'all. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's it's like, so I think there's, and that's something that I think has also opened my eyes even with music and is being African-American and also being a part of the LGBTQ does open a lot of different things where I just see similarities in stereotypes. Not saying that in any way that, you know, to be gay is to be black or to be black is to be anything else but who you are. Yeah. But I do see, you know, belonging to two separate communities that are, in some cases, considered minorities of the overall, you know, um, 
mass. No, I get that. I just wanted to clear that up because I, I was I'm always... I'm glad that you asked that. Like, And I want to say shout out to you. There's not enough just straightforward conversations where people exactly. actually get to talk. It's through conversation that we have education. It's without conversation that we have segregation. Exactly. You and I brought saying? that up to uh, like my friends of mine who are, who are gay, bisexual, lesbian, all that. And I was like, hey... I was actually talking that me and Chuck were gonna put together a round table because of all these misnomers and it's a lot of dogma that's involved with <laughs> like like it's just you know it's all it's all kind of bullshit that's involved in, as far as like misconceptions and how it works and it's just yes. people are afraid to talk and about to talk it. Nobody about it. wants and to that's talk. A, exactly. But that's what I think, and that is a danger. We have to become more comfortable with having conversations, especially about things that we don't know, and having them on these platforms and with people that are aware or can give you some kind of proper insight. Too many times we see groups of folks trying to come to an ideal of what something means, and then there's no representation of anything. Oh, you mean like a gang space. of 50, 60, 70 year old white men deciding about abortion? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. That's 100% right. on point. That's right. the same shit I'm saying. Right, yes. right, right. Yeah. 100%, man. Now, um, we, we talked about Isaiah Rashad for a second, and I just want to get your opinion on this because... Shout out Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, I love him, man. You you had the opportunity to to, to come out, right? You had a, the opportunity to really present that information with, with somebody like that and just other countless people that sometimes yeah. like, they're outed, like, without I wanting to even... Know, and I just, to keep it 100%, first of all, shout out Isaiah Rashad. Shout out to Isaiah. That's my dog. Right. Like, I know Isaiah, and I've known him for a really long time. I don't really know what this situation is. I've seen Nobody something knows. online. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not speaking to that specifically. I'm using that as an example. I'm using that as an example because right. by at any point in time like that clearly was put out without his, you know, his uh approval, right? So okay. my thing is this, with with people that deal with situations like that, do you think it's worse that somebody's outed or do you think it's worse somebody holding on to wanting to come out? Mm. I think um, that's a violation for sure. I think that one, I think that is super petty for anybody to make a decision that they are outing somebody. Exactly. Like, I think that like, that's just crazy. Exactly. And I've always thought that it was crazy. And it is something that happens a lot. I think in the community, because there is, you know, I think just like, a, there's a vibe where it's like, if this is who you are, then this is who you should be. But I think the biggest thing that is kind of contradicting of that is that being gay, and a lot of times it's, it's a fucked up thing, so let's talk about it. I think in terms of, like, if you're gay, a lot of times you lose your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, you, like, and I'm not saying that you intentionally, but, like, a lot of times when you come out and you say, like, I'm openly bisexual or I'm a lesbian or I'm gay, you lose friends, you lose family, you lose relationships, you lose job opportunities. If you decide, if you are trans, if you belong to the trans community, you want to go get a job somewhere, they're not going to hire you in the same manner. Mm -hmm. um, it's so many different things that automatically change with that. Yeah. And I think anybody that belongs to the LGBTQ community knows those different changes. And I think that for me, yes, they are for the best. And I think for most people that I know that have come out, they have been for the best. But I also know that we should understand that the opinions of the outside world that have for a very long time shaped our opinions and how we express ourselves are the same people and the same things that we have to go up against when we do decide that we're going to embrace our community or in a form or sense stand together. And I think that that's something that a lot of people take advantage of I think that, again, that thing, that's why I said it was so important earlier, people feel like in the African-American community talk or about in shit. the rap community, having that you can't talk about shit, I believe that, again, there's a idea that it is harder to be gay in the black community than it is in other communities. Right. Again, I don't agree with that. Like, I believe that it's hard in every community, but I think that those things that are additionally added to these fires, and then a big thing as well, it's a mental health thing for every community and every person. Because, again, you should be in an environment where you feel like you can express yourself. Right. But if you already coming from a space where you don't feel comfortable expressing yourself or being vulnerable, then, of course, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I'm saying? You now, you you also um, are a father. I heard you yes, say, I, I shout, to, shout, to, shout out to our brother Sway. I heard you say on the show Sway. that you plan on, you plan on marrying your, hey, your yeah. queen. Of course. Now, um, I only, I've known, so I'm not going to say the person's name, but I knew somebody who 
he was bisexual, and then I knew his wife before I knew him. Like, ah, and so and, yeah. and so they ended up getting married. They ended up getting married, and yeah. I always and I was afraid to ask the question. <laughs> Because like you know, like you just never you you don't we don't yeah. have these conversations you enough. You don't want to be in people's business either. Yeah, yeah but so. you still I still like you know I you're you're is, curious. Yeah. Like I like we have a friend. Uh, her name is DJ Leslie. DJ Leslie's lesbian. I know DJ Leslie, yeah, yeah. Le she's a lesbian. DJ Leslie. Um, and she came out on our show. Yeah, that's fire. I didn't and know so that. and we didn't know. <laughs> we was we had no idea. Like, she was just, oh shit. Like oh okay, Amazing. well you know whatever. But right. when you have questions, so I asked her hella questions because I'm grown ass man now. I want I want to know what's up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I asked her hella intrusive questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, when when I found out that they end up getting married and uh they they were talking about having a kid. Right. And so I was like, damn, I want to ask the question. And I didn't ever get to I'm just gonna ask yeah, you. you ask me. When when <laughs> I'm asking you now, when when the conversation either comes up or if it ever does, how do you have that conversation with your kid as far as like, you know, dad? Did likes this or he 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 yeah. did this too or whatever the case may be. Is that something that you openly have? You do you avoid it? Like how does that work? I think you have to. And first of all, my big thing is that um, I always want my children to know who I am. Like I feel like I know my dad very well, right? Um, and not just from the perspective of spending time with them, but them actually knowing who their father is. Life is about finding out who you are. Life is about going through it and seeing different situations having things come at you and at the end of the day like for me trusting in god having faith and hoping that at the end of the day you're a little bit better than the day that you were before mm -hmm. um, and with that said my biggest thing is that i want both of my sons to always know that not only is this how i felt but there's also a full gay community there's a full straight community there's a full lesbian community there's a full bisexual community and this is something that and also in this frame too i'll say this um being or belonging to any of those communities doesn't change anything about you and i think that's a big thing that i definitely want to make sure to say on the radio but also something that i'll make sure to express to my children because at the end of the day you being happy is what brings me joy Bad. You get what I'm saying? And no matter what package, what shape, what color, what size that comes in, I'm going to be happy. And, you know, it's a big thing, but I think even, and especially I think for a representation in terms of for their children and who they are, I want them to always be comfortable being themselves. And that's a big reason I remember even talking to Sway about it creating an environment where people feel free to express and grow and learn who they are. And again, that's all the way from becoming a better artist to learning more about your sexuality to advancing your literature and writing and reading, you know, like um, all of those things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what life is about. You know what I'm saying? What, what dad advice would you give to other fathers out there because i know you you get the bars from from pops right would you give other fathers that are either um about to have kids or are fathers right now you know yeah. what's that message that you push to fathers um you know i think the most important thing about being a father that my dad has showed me is that through your family you can create not just a legacy but an empire if you spend enough time with your family and your family gets to know who you are. Like my dad's like my best friend. Like that's why he's on the road with me right now. It's a thing where I've seen the success in his life. Like I always say this, my dad's the most successful person that I know. And the reason why is because he has balance mm. where there's so many other men that could be rich or it could be healthy or it could be, you know, looking like it's like the balance for my dad in terms of, relationships, family, work, health, money as a tool to keep those things together. He's always been very balanced. And I think that that's something that has helped him not just inspire his children, but then also like I'm in a situation with my dad, I work with my dad. So he's mm -hmm. always with me. It's a big thing. And again, this is another stigma, not just in the black community in a lot of fucking communities where 
sons and fathers don't have the best relationships. Yeah. If you see if you see if you see my dad, let me know. You know what I'm saying? There we go. I'm you gonna tell his ass. I'm gonna be like, yo, yeah. yo, son, raw as fuck. I was just on his radio saying, What are you yeah. doing, nigga? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you like, see him, you know. Definitely let, let me know. But no, man, it's just, you know, it is an important thing to have relationships with your family. And I think that when you gain that relationship with your sons or with your daughters, it becomes something where it can manifest into them saying, Okay, let's build something together. And I think that that is what families are supposed to do is build things together. Yeah. And what about, you know what like, what about as far as, like, the, the children, um, like, you know how, like, there, there's a thing in Florida, I just read the article, where the, the parents are being charged for child abuse by allowing their kids to identify as what they want to identify as. Mm. How do oh you handle gosh. Bro, it's yeah. wild out yo, here. Man, yo, I just saw you it. You also yeah, just said that's Florida, so. Huh? So you also said it's yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. That's, that's Florida. You know what it is in Florida. But I'm just. <laughs> L-O-L. But I'm just saying, like, for you, what does that line look like as far as allow? Like you just said, you want to, you want your kids to feel comfortable. You, you want your your children to have the freedom to express themselves, be whoever they want to be. Where is that line for you? Like, what is there an age limit for you? It's like okay, you're able to make your own decisions. You can identify what you want to identify as, or is that something that you just have to feel out? I'm not a dad too, so I'm asking probably because I, I might need the help. Man, I'm gonna just keep this shit super 100 because I always try to just speak from. Uh, places that I know my son is one and the other one is three so I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. like, just to keep it real I don't want to put any advice out here for anybody that's listening Got to you. take it wrong well I, I need some advice I'm a father of one my his son, son, his son is, son is three that. right yeah. and, and he don't all, shut up no you first oh of all let's, let's not let's not get into <laughs> the first cuss word my, my son learned was because of him all right so let's talk about that first uncle, of all. uncle DJ head second of all how how do you deal with being now a, a father of two versus one? And because it's something that Huge me and my difference. wife are talking about right now. Huge we want to have two. You know, is it something that we want to you know kind of take that 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 leap? What's up, man? It's a big difference, yo. And I'll say the the biggest difference is it's a whole nother child. So like, <laughs> like we just got used to this a, one. A child like a you know child of two or a kid of two, two Xerox copies. Uh, <laughs> right. It's like I grew up, and I think a lot of people's perception of it was that there's two kids you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it's two of the same it's a huge difference it's a whole nother child a whole nother person they both have super different personalities, personalities. Yep. like um you know charlie and blake they're both you know little architects they love to like build with blocks and stuff but blake is like more of like you know he's determined 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 and charlie's also determined determined but like in a different way they have different logics of how they work through situations and i could see that more so because i have two sons and then of course i got chance so. wait you <laughs> so wait you so you, you you said one and three yeah one and three so you don't sleep <laughs> um man i it's crazy i do get to sleep shout out to their mom and uh my fiance kayla moore she's the reason why i do get to go to sleep but uh, she's in Chicago right now. She was just trying to figure out the grocery situation. We got some groceries, and the babies were sleeping. We were trying to get them. To... So she's the reason why I do get sleep. Um, so yeah, there's there's sleep involved, but not the most, man. Also... <laughs> he tried to be polite because right. his kids gonna watch right. this shit one day. For sure, that's <laughs> a big thing, man. I be thinking about that right, shit right. like, man, yeah, look at these interviews with the hell you say My that? kids are fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Killing one of these little. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but I think it's dope. Um, I always want to commend fathers who are actively, you know, participate. Thank like you, I gave him shit, but he's a great dad. Appreciate you know what that. I'm saying? And, and so, it's important that we. Important, it's important, that especially like you said, it, people who look like put, us putting that, exactly. that positive 100%. imagery out there, having these conversations because to them it's like, oh, just a, another entertainer or another. It's like, no, this is a father. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a big thing. I was saying that on another show is that you know because this is an industry, whether it's the music industry, movie industry the you know um athlete industry there's we forget that there's communities behind all these mm -hmm. things so it's really easy to create you know it only takes like and i don't make movies but i think like 200 300 people to make like a motion picture film that millions and millions of people will see so i think it's also sometimes we forget there's grandmothers grandfathers sons daughters nieces nephews brothers sisters that are really behind a lot of these communities and at the end of the day, the most important thing is that we continue to grow. Mm. And that's like my big thing, like I said, is every day, if I could share any piece of knowledge and just 100%, y'all, it's not always going to be right, man. <laughs> like, I'm learning and I'm growing too, and a lot of times I will be wrong about things. 
But when I think I have a, a good enough understanding about a certain area of some information, I'll try to share it because, again, I want to create more conversation through rap music and hip-hop so we can talk to our communities and we can hear what they have to say and we can voice those things. Because um, we do have that responsibility as artists, I believe. You know? I do want to get back into the music for one second, but I want to ask you one last thing regarding family, right? You you talked about working with family. You, you obviously... Family's here right now, right? Yeah. We had a conversation on the radio about people saying that they, there's no way they could work with family for whatever reason. Oh, so wow. speak to the pros and the cons of working directly yeah. with family. They know how much money you make. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I guess like that could, I guess, in a way, I guess that could be a con. I won't even use you that You can't one. tell your dad you but, ain't got it. Right? Yeah. That's 100%. Um, but I think uh, the pros to working with family is... It's our business. Like, as African-Americans, especially in the hip-hop industry, um, we've seen this not just with the rap community, but with artists. You know, we could go from TLC, you know, all the way to Louis Armstrong um, and so many other artists that, you know, based off the business that was done around the music and their success, ended up with nothing. Yeah. Um, for anybody that, you know, knows about, you know, the stories of Michael Jackson giving back the different rights to Little Richie and all these different folks because, you know, there was a label at that point that had taken all of those things away from them. Um, and the major point that I'm really getting at is that as African-Americans, especially in today's America, one of the most lucrative businesses that there is, besides being an athlete, is being a rapper. And based off the fact that we leave our ownership with pens and papers, we don't have generational wealth. And that's something that's really important and key for us as African-Americans because we already don't have generational wealth based off of how we, you get what right. I'm saying, are here. Yeah. So to work in a family business and to not just have ownership, and I think that's a problem about how independence is expressed as well, you don't just have ownership, you also have institutional knowledge of how to run a business. Facts. So you know how to run a merchandise business. You know how to run a booking agency or how to do your own bookings for shows. You know how to do, especially in my experience, split sheets. Like I do all of my stuff in-house in terms of points, royalties. Um, I set up my LLC in 2014 before I did Broad Shoulders. So wow. I've been tapped in on like a lot of different information, but then also, again, relationships. Like you said, you know, I shouted out Sway. That's my dog. I got Troy Marshall. Oh, we got gee. Troy Marshall. Yeah, like yeah. it's like a thing where you can create relationships and you can have, like Jay-Z, another Jay-Z line, anybody could buy my car, anybody could buy my G6, but nobody could buy the friends that I have. Facts. And that shit is so, so, so important. Now, speaking of bars, um, the last thing I want to talk about, too, on the music, okay, on outro, I felt like when I was listening, because I listened to the project, I ran it back, listened to it, ran it back, okay? The project is fun. Thank you, man. The project is energetic, it's fun, it's upbeat. But on outro, yeah. you had some shit you had to get off your chest. For Talk show. Shit. Okay, so, <laughs> Talk for so like, show. I mean, you had to let niggas know you from the projects. Yeah, okay. hey, don't get this happy shit fucked up. Yeah, don't get, yeah, don't exactly. Get this happy shit fucked up. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you said you had this vision since high school. Uh, I think you said that that was a bar in there too. Yeah. Um, But it, was that intentional? Like, you, just correct me if I'm wrong, but on the outro, you rapping like these niggas got you fucked up. That's that's what I took from it. Yeah, is that is that what that was? Yeah, it was like you know uh, the way that the beat kind of made me. <laughs> he he tried to be polite about it. <laughs> no, hundred percent. No, they do have me fucked up. They do have me fucked up. It's not even a thing where it's like you do have me fucked up, but I do think it's a thing where you gotta state like who you are. And the way that I felt about it, like the creation, the process, or the project and process, which is crazy, is that. All the songs were done before the intro and the outro. Mm. Intro and the outro were the last two songs that we did. And when I was doing the outro, it was lit like that was literally the last song to it. And I knew I was doing an outro. And I'm so blessed because I have this level of confidence that I didn't have before. And when I was writing this outro, first of all, the beat just felt like you were achieving something, like you were reaching a victory. But then it was also a thing where it was like, just like, you know, what more can I say? Because Jay-Z is my favorite artist. Okay, that's exactly what I thought. Just know that that's what I was getting that tapped into is like, and that is how I feel. Like, you know, we went through stages, and Jay-Z knows this as well, you know, where we 
handed out mixtapes. You know, we went through stages where even right now, like I'm on my Dame Dash shit. Like I just bought, you know, a couple billboards in Chicago and it's all independent. Like I'm calling this dude Mike at Clear Channel. Shout out to him. And I'm like, yo, how can we make these plays? How can we make this work? How can I in some way, shout out to y'all, come up here and try to be on the same level of marketing that the majors have behind yeah. what they're doing. And with the outro, it was a thing where I'm getting that like, Taylor Bennett is here, but not only am I here and not only can I do this versatile genre shit, I don't just do the genre shit because I'm on some like, oh, like let's, you know, you know, do something different. Nah, it's like, I'm trying to make positive music, mm -hmm. but understand that there can be positive rap and also understand that when it comes to these bars and having this shit like that, like, man, like I love yeah. hip hop and I love, like I'm a true MC. Like that Sway was the first person to tell me that. And that's really how I feel is like, I love rapping, yeah. but I also love my community. You so know what I'm saying? When I was listening to that though, that's what I got though. Like I really got that that energy. Like I'm everywhere. You ain't never there. Pound for pound, I'm the best and ever. I'm, come around here. Oh, <laughs> he like, don't get me started. <laughs> like I got that, bro. I got that energy, bro. Excluding nobody. Look what I embody. Body. Like I got that, bro. That's why I was like, when I was listening to him, like, oh, he on here. And he it. said, yeah. what he say? The next line after that is, I uh, uh, really ran the streets. Yeah, that marketing they, plan that marketing was me. Plan was me. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at right, right. now. Right. Like Just that to marketing let you know. plan. Yeah is me like and i even say on the track i say i feel like jay and his startup yeah like yeah. you know picture a nigga soaring like and it's also a thing with jay-z was like 25 or 26 he was hella shopping around uh or he had stopped shopping around for deals at that point him and dame was like we're gonna do the rockefeller thing they was like you know but just his story man is super inspirational like how he has had joint ventures or partnerships like these were all like the first time that i even saw just like paul mccartney talked to Michael Jackson about publishing. I watched a video on Jay-Z, and he was talking about owning 80% of his publishing. This is a video from the 90s. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Damn. And I was just like, damn. And the whole thing he was saying was, we got 80% right now, but we about to switch it up. We about to get better, because that's not how it's supposed to go. But it's like, he was saying that shit in the 90s. 90s and the biggest yeah. thing that I always respect about Jay-Z, and this is why I told you about that line earlier that I love, they were who they were. They went into every room and they said, y'all going to treat us with respect. And if not, we going to still do business. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel that for 100%. that, he's changed yeah. everything. So like every you have that approach when it comes to major labels at this point. It, I, I would assume at this point, there's no offer that could, could entice you to say. Is there that, an that, offer? Yeah, is there an offer that you feel, with all the knowledge, with all the artillery, everything that you know, walking into these buildings, having those meetings, is there something where you feel like there's an offer that I can say, yeah, okay, well, this makes sense to sign a major record deal. What is the the, the, the Tay Bennett sellout number? Right? There we go. I love it. <laughs> what? I love it. Fuck, the, fuck the political shit. <laughs> uh, man, I'll There's say a number. It, I'll say it like this. <laughs> No, and I'll tell Yo, you. Yo, Pops was like, there's and a that's number. That's what's crazy, yeah. That's what's crazy, He kicked though. me like, hey. hey. i tell you, and this, is a, this might sound crazy, man, but there is no number. There's that's no cap. number. No, it's not cap. <laughs> and you want me to tell you why it's okay. not cap? All right, go ahead. Because the level of value that I have right now in terms of what any label could give me, and it, let's just break this down, right? And I know that we've had people do it before, but really quickly. If you sign a deal, you could get a 360 or you could get an advance up front. And whatever the deal is, they're going to end up coming out on top. Why? Because not only is there interest, but there's a recoupment that's involved in every yeah. deal that you and make. They recoup off so of you're going to have to pay that back. Not only do they recoup off of your half, but until they recoup, you don't really get paid. At all. So, one, I lose the control of my narrative, right? <laughs> Everything that I stand for as a Bennett, as an independent entrepreneur. But then, two, and I'll just say this, it was uh, somebody said... I'll just say who said it, um, and I'm a fan of his, so I, I rock with him. Jim Carrey was doing this interview on Good Morning America like three weeks ago. This is where I feel like I am in my life. And he was saying that he, some shit that you don't hear a lot of people say, I feel like I have enough. Mm, damn. So what? I I got my family. What is that number? I'm, I'm saying I got to bust down really. I didn't sound like I remember. <laughs> I'm telling you. Presidential. Man, keep it keep day it on the day. table so they can you see. You know what I'm saying? Keep it on the table. Yeah. On the table. I remember I've had this watch though for what like two or three years. 
I remember when I had friends, because I came up in this business with my friends, 16 years old, same as me. We'd go to New York and do a run, and they'd be like, man, why don't you want to sign this $100,000 deal? Like, I've had people say, like, I'll give you a 90-10, and in four months, we could flip this, and you'll be up, because the idea is really to get the lowest number that you can, so you could fast recoup and do it. And at the end of the day, and then I'm going to also just say this, too. We have to, it's so important that I am a part of, and I'll just say it, because there's other people controlling our narrative. Right. It's so important that I get a part of that. Right. It's so important that Spike Lee got a part of that. It's so important that Paid in Full Dame Dash got a part in that. It's so important that Boys in the Hood got a part in that. Those okay. different situations, you can look at everyone, had to do with creative control. Yeah. It had to do with somebody being able to say, Bear, but the best example, and this is why, Barry Gordy. Mm-hmm. Motown, the reason why they were all dressed to impress and they had such great manners and skills while they were knighted by the queen and all these other things is because he was in control. And I do believe, again, that us as people don't feel the marketing that is subscribed to us. And we don't subscribe to it a lot. But I do believe this, if there's a lack of supply, then the demand will always follow behind that. So if you don't have enough of a supply, you can't have a demand. Okay. If they don't know it's positivity, you can't have nobody asking for positivity to work out. Let's say it's not cat. Okay. He's saying it's not cat. Let's, I'm rocking with yeah. you. Let's, let's say it's not. I'm rocking with him. He said, let's say it's not cat. Let's say it's not cat. Let's say Universal Music Group comes to you. Yes. And they offer you $400 million and a multifaceted deal. And let me tell you something. Right now, I will, right now, I would not take that. You would turn down four hundred million. I would turn down four hundred million dollars. Look at that. No, turn down four hundred million dollars. You want to know why? Why? Because I'm telling you, I'm gonna just say this shit. I'm the fucking truth. <laughs> when y'all, I'm just letting y'all know. So is Drake Clarence false? Avid, <laughs> what let's what check, you mean? Check, check it out. No, no, no. I'm just saying this shit, and I'm not talking about. Of course, shout out to Drake and yeah. everything that he's done. Because also, Drake business wise. He's a fucking genius. I don't know what that right, deal right. entails. Right, right, I know right, right. how much money. I don't know what right, it is. Right. But Drake, we got my floors. <laughs> my idols, though. But check me out, though. Like my idols are Clarence Avent. I've never met him in person, but I really look up to him. Everything that he's done, everything that he stood for, everything that he was able to change for Soul Train, and so many different stories of African Americans in the business. Uh, he fucking found um, Bill Withers. Like, wouldn't be no, ain't no sunshine. When she gone without wow. Clarence Avon. Steve Stout is a mentor of mine and one of my very, very good friends. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I see when I look at them is I see the next, that's what I'm on. Like owning my business, running my business, knowing how different things operate, trying to figure out how to keep cutting different corners of my business so that I can also bring in other benefits, whether it be publishing and sync deals and you know, and then also looking at how people look at our community and trying to figure out how we can not only portray ourselves better, because I do believe, again, that's a responsibility of myself and my community, but then also figuring out how do we get some real money to the real creatives? Because, again, Ben Bill Withers, Ben uh, Sam Cooks, Ben Michael Jacksons, Ben Princes, we still got Jay-Zs, we still got Kanye's, we still got... When do we get to, because this shit, like I said, it's a community behind it. It's yeah. deeper than just the music. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that. I, 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 you, you're a stronger man than me. It ain't too many things <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, it ain't too many things I wouldn't do for $400 million. I've also made a decent amount of money in my career. You ain't my made $400 million. Made, I ain't made $400 million, but I don't make some money. I fuck with you, bro. But no, 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 but this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say. You wouldn't be here sitting here talking to us, nigga, if you made $400 million. Nah, I might be sitting nah, here talking nah, to y'all if I made $400 million. No, you wouldn't. I I'm might a, be sitting here. I'm because, you why, check I'm this out, too, though. I do want to say this. There is a crazy idea that is surrounded. Money is a tool. It can't do shit for you, really, besides buy you things that really can be necessities. Agreed. Like, I need a house. Agreed. I need this. I need that. I'm getting that. You look like you got a nice crib, man. You got an Apple Watch on right now. You got a radio station. Man, he living. This is Wait, some shit. On. I'm gonna tell TMZ, y'all some hip-hop. crazy shit. Talk to him. Talk to him. Keep going. Keep but going, I'm just Tay. Saying, like real shit though. And I was just talking to my homies about this the other day. And I do want to figure out. Uh, shout out to Jaden Smith because I know he's done a lot of work around. Back. Shout out to Jaden. Uh, you know, uh, not just homeless 
you know, youth, but also, you know, the whole idea of being homeless, especially in L.A. And growing up, I've done hella work with the homeless youth also because, again, I'm part of the LGBTQ. And like I said earlier, you lose shit when you come out. And a lot of times, it's your crib and your bed. <laughs> Damn. So I've done a lot of work with homeless youth. But something that's really, you know, and it's been a thing for me because I've been listening to Michael Jackson. I've been just kind of, list like, opening my eyes a lot to a lot of things that I'm seeing. It's like... There's a government that supports the system that is around us. So it's, don't nobody want to be homeless. A lot of people want to be rich, but don't nobody want to be homeless. And it's a whole thing where we in a room with heat, lights, and that's what I'm saying is, like, I can't, like, how how much do you have to want Mm -hmm. to say that there's not something that's enough for me to be like, I have a price point. I can't even spend... 400 M's myself. I, I could, just I like, could figure out a few ways for you to spend that. I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't think I could. Like I could like, and I'm saying, like, if I did, how about this? And this is a real thing. Somebody said this shit. You got six cars. Only drive you one. could only drive one. Yep, can only drive one. At one time. Only live in one house. You could only live in one crib. So once you start doing all this, like, and I'm not saying that in my So life, you only have I'm one car? I only have one car, and that's actually I was. But I will. I would like to have more than one car. You're you're right. Like with that example, you're right. And I would also, and I would also like to have more than one house. But I'm not talking about just having enough. I'm talking about again these numbers that is just like is so big that sometimes I feel like the only people that it matters to are the people that are don't have it. You know what I'm saying? And that shit is a big part of hip-hop. I'm with that you. That I got it and you don't got it, and what if you had this? This is what life could be like. And then I'm going to also say this. Again, we don't have generational wealth. So money is a big thing to us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, I'll just say, like, only 1% of America is rich as fuck. Money's a big deal to most people in America, whether you're black or you're white. You know what I'm saying? And I just, you know... So all that money shit, that shit dangerous, man. <laughs> now, I'll just tell you. In like, 20, 2015, uh, well, you, you mentioned, you said uh, putting artists in tune core back in 2015. Right? Yes, man. Um, Where do you see the landscape in music now? What are these conversations you're having with artists today that they should kind of get up on, you know what I mean, as far as, like, the future? Like, are you into the NFTs? Is that a thing for you? Like, what are these conversations that you're having? Yeah, man. Um, I think that... Um, 2015, shout out to Peter Rosenberg. I was talking about TuneCore, which is a self-distribution platform that independent artists can use to distribute their music, a.k.a. upload a song for anybody listening and put it on iTunes or Tidal or Spotify or uh, Amazon, SoundCloud, any of the amazing platforms out there. Um, Since then, there's been other um, distribution services that have been created uh, the one that I'm currently using right now is United Masters. Shout out to United um, Masters. Shout out to United Masters. Shout out to Steve Stout. Again, good friend of mine, visionary. And what they're doing over there, um, they're not doing anywhere else in terms of not just the services that they provide, but also the correlation to which rap music is the fastest, I would say, genre of music growing for independent artists. Okay. So, you know, when you get into rap, Again, we just talked about TLC, and there's been a lot of other artists that we could talk about even more recent that got into this game, and they had this hot single, and then they signed some deal, and like two, three years later, they don't have anything. These folks will show you how you can use that hit single, put it up online, and keep 100% of all your money, and then also the creative control and all those other things that we talk about, like generational wealth and publishing and things that are so important. Mm -hmm. So shout out to United Masters. Any, like, you know, independent artists out there um, for distribution purposes, I will say that's important. The second thing I say is, like I said earlier in 2014, I set up my LLC, Tabin Entertainment, and I put out all my projects on that. We've done tours off of that. Um, And that was one of the most helpful things I could do in my career because it actually gave me an entity and a business. Mm -hmm. Um, And that changed the way that I even appeared on paper. And being in America, y'all know how important it is to look good yep. on paper. I have your so ducks in a row. I would say that, you know, get your LLC going, um, check out United Masters, and most importantly, do your research, man. Um, not just on the music industry. I also do a lot of music business research on the industry. So Prince, like, you know, I'm on a tour right now. Shout out to Champion, Be Yourself. 
uh, be a champion tour, and I'm touring before the music is released. And that whole idea came from Prince, you know. Um, and so many different things we see today, like merchandise bundling. Prince invented merchandise bundling Facts. with his tour. He was the first artist to ever bundle an album with ticket sales. Also, he did so many other things, ads and newspapers and different ways of going platinum and achieving these goals that were unheard of. So check out Prince, check out Michael Jackson, legendary businessman. Um, of course, Jay-Z, Clarence Avent, um, and a lot of other folks. You know, I just want to encourage you, even outside of the hip-hop community, to do research on different folks that, you know, have had very big impacts on not just the music industry, but you know how important it is, which I'll be saying in these microphones. Yeah, so it's like yeah. the world, man. Absolutely. Have an impact on the world. Now, we do this thing called Curbside Confessions, okay? These are so crazy I stories <laughs> that you may have. I know that's crazy, right? Uh, it definitely needs context. Right. <laughs> so curbside confessions are basically like crazy stories you ever had in an Uber, a Lyft, a driver, ride share, Postmate, yeah. delivery, any of that type of shit. You got any crazy story that ever happened to you? Um, whether you was in a in a in a car service or yeah, a food I was delivery? in a car service and I can't say which one it was because okay. I love them all. But I had, like I was just thinking about it was so weird. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, my first dog that I had, um, I love him. Shout out to Kenny Blue. He was a blue nose. He was a pit. And I had called this black car because, like I said, I have one car now, and this was like four years ago. I had no car. And I was just calling Ubers. And I called this Uber black, and I think we were taking him to, we are taking him to, like, some kind of, like, dog gym or something, like mm -hmm. something cool. Mm -hmm. And basically, we call this black car. I don't know why. SUV pulls up. Like, yeah, we got the dog. Like, we're, like, I'm younger than four years ago. So I'm 22. I'm with the mother of my children. She's 21 or 20. And we're looking at these kids. We're like, we want to take this dog. And the guy's like, all right, we'll let the dog come in. Dog gets in the car, gets in the back seat. And I'll never forget that we were on the expressway. It was far as hell to get there. And my dog just started peeing, like, just. In the car. Peeing. <laughs> just all over the back seat. And I remember the thing was that, like. That's a $250 charge. Yeah, it's or something like that. It's more. I don't think I got charged. Shout out to this amazing service. Man, you tripping. <laughs> I would have charged the shit out of you. Nah, for sure. I to, well, I told the dude too. Like, of course, you know, I'm just like we he was all the way, like it's an SUV. We're all the way in the third row. So I was like, if I let this, like, Slide, I just yeah. couldn't let the piss sit there. I had to tell the dude and I told the guy, and he was like, ah, like it's it's fun. I guess he probably thought like could have been worse. He could have ate my seats up or some shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you know he, he just he wasn't tripping. Nah, he wasn't about tripping, the dog man. pissing his truck. He wasn't tripping about the dog pissing his truck, and it was <laughs> that's maybe crazy. that's why I was thinking about it yesterday. Because I was thinking, even when I was thinking it, like, man, that dude was super laid back, chilling. <laughs> like, that was a cool ass. <laughs> that was a cool yeah. ass. Nah, we would have had to get down. <laughs> <For Like, sure. laughs> Your dog fucked my rides up like, for the day. Oh, Closed the door, got in the car, drove off and shit. Like you know when you. Like, man, I think I left the window open. And I, oh, no problem. Like, it was like, seemed like that shit. He was like, oh, for sure. Just, wow. Um, what, okay, WTF moments. What's recently made you say, what the fuck? Like, anything that made you say, what it could be maybe somebody owe you some money, somebody always asking you for some money. It could be you going through a drive-through. It could be something with your pops. Something, what made you recently just say, what the fuck? A headline you saw, a fan, a DM. Um... It's funny because I usually only say what the fuck when I'm like, you know, like when you're referring to something that's like special to you, you're like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? This is mine. And it has to be, I think, like uh, just a few days ago, man, I ran out of weed. But you know, when you <laughs> run out of weed and like you didn't know that you were yeah. running out of weed, but then you run out of weed. So you just fresh you're out. Stuck. I'm getting that opened up this bag and it was not enough weed for me to smoke. <laughs> and I think that was like, it's just fuck? a couple days ago. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and the funny thing is that when you also, for me, when I'm saying what the fuck, I'm really trying to find the answer. <laughs> so I'm like, what happened to my fucking weed? Like, right, right, what somebody smoked my weed. weed That's my, that was my thought scenarios. process. And I had to start going through, I'm like, nah. Well, you don't roll deep. Weed. So it couldn't have been that many different people. I'm getting that. Yeah, I smoked that shit. That was, that was the, I'm better than this. Wow. I, I was getting that. Them. And it was also funny because I think it's, uh, and I don't know if y'all smoke. I know we in LA and shit. But, you know, when you wait, like I was doing a bunch of shit that day. So, you know, you wait to smoke that one blunt. you like, man, shit was crazy. I took my jacket off. Right. <laughs> you getting ready. I was it. sitting, <laughs> yeah, in, in my fucking office like, all right, I'm finna smoke this shit. No, no nada. Nada. What the fuck? And that's a big thing, because you can't just, it's not LA, you can't just, I mean, you can 
it's not what we, we don't have as many dispensaries as y'all and shit. So it's not like you can just mm. go down. Yo, you in like, Chicago? Oh, I'm good. I'm a yeah. in Chicago. Y'all. We got dispensaries, but we didn't. We not like y'all yet. Bet. So it's like thirty minute line. Oh man, bro, you tape in it, bro. You better listen. You hey, nepotism. Don't give a fuck. Man, you better use <laughs> that shit. I'm using nepotism. Hey, somebody, I, bro, you could tweet. Oh you could literally tweet. Hey, somebody Hell meet me at the nah. Starbucks. Downtown man. at Woodward Woodward. Woo. Nah, they gonna pull up with some magic weed. Man. They gonna be oh, like, yeah, I yeah, got this right. magic you're weed. You're right, you're right. Man. You're right. Some shine right. sticks or something, man. Um, okay. Sir, magic thing. weed. <laughs> Another thing, we got, um, this is the homegrown head scratcher. Love it. Okay, these are elementary school test questions. So oh, the, the premise is, I'm, I'm gonna ask you three of them. So <laughs> yeah, our, li- find out. our listeners call in and they win tickets based on if you got it right or wrong. So they just be like, yo, I think Tay got it le- wrong. And then if you got it wrong, then okay, they win. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just making sure I'm not messing it up for no, them. No, no, no. Damn, you messing, you, you messing it up for somebody. Question. Somebody's gonna be fucked up. Yeah. But, but somebody's also gonna win. But only if they guess if you got it. If I got it wrong or right. Correct. So it's really on them. It's exactly. Whether they have faith or no faith. I hope y'all heard that. All right. <laughs> nah, it's on you too. We putting some of the uh, pressure in your hands. Yeah. All right. You ready? Ah, uh, man. Go ahead and take another hit. You need you said take another pool. Go ahead, pool. I'm about to take another pool. You said elementary school, right? These are elementary school test questions. First through eighth, people. Those kids is 14, man. This is these are, it's three of them. You ready? Yeah. All right. Which land animal can open its mouth the widest? Damn, a land animal? That's crazy because you don't even have multiple choice. This is just like, <laughs> that's wild. No, it's sale. C. <laughs> um, I would think. Well, I guess that's not a that's not a land animal. Um, sheesh. <laughs> I want to know that I first. About I, real... I want to know what you was just looking up at. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You that's what I pictured there. it. What I pictured it, and I'll tell y'all, but this isn't my answer. No, 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 don't, don't. don't Give me your you answer first. Okay, all right. So then, yeah, let me think about it. Y'all don't ever want to play chess with me, just by the way, because I'll. Cause oh no, I'm the, I'm the chess nigga. <laughs> just so you know. No, I make chess people mad because no, no. like, just make the move. You're gonna lose. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, oh you one, one of them people. Dudes. Oh, got you. Um, sheesh. Um, I guess I know. Yeah, this has got to be the number one answer. That's probably wrong. A lion. A lion. Lion. Yeah. Right. Like, no, that's know. correct. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. That's completely. You said a- land though, right? Land animal. That was hard. What were you thinking about? The first thing I was thinking about was, and y'all might think this is crazy, a hippopotamus. It is a hippopotamus. hippopotamus. But that's not a land animal. Hippopotamus is. It is a land animal. They just they just be in water. They just hang out. It's a land animal. A, a sea right, animal. Will, Thank you. A sea animal will be a whale. Pops like, I got your back. Like, <laughs> nah, your both. pops wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. All right. Uh, All right. Next one. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. What are the names of the teenage mutant ninja turtles? All four. Raphael, Donatello. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Michelangelo, Donatello. Um. Raphael. You said you the Raphael. Raphael. I said Raphael? Yeah. So I got three of them then. You, you got, so you got I just one need more. one more? more. Y'all tell me the three I said? No. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not helping you. <laughs> uh, Michelangelo. Raphael. Donatello. I'm going to say the wrong name and I already know, but it's crazy. Go ahead. Go I know, ahead. Nah. I, he's like, go ahead. So... Um, <laughs> Damn, it's not Lee, right? That's it's what? Guy. It's not Lee, right? Wait, wait, what? No, hold Lee? on, wait, what? It's not Lee, right? Just like like Bruce? Like Bruce Lee? Yeah. What you mean? Lee what? Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I got the first part right. That's crazy. <laughs> no, Lee. No, you know what? Sheesh. Lee. No, nah, you know what, PB? Like, Y'all can't even PB, have this one. He's let's like, wrong him out. Wrong, You're wrong. Bro. Wrong. Uh, it's not Lee. Uh, it's not Lee. Nigga. You got it's close. not Lee, bro. It's not Lee. That Lee is Jackie Chan's character in Rush Hour. That's Lee. That's a movie. Yeah, I'm Bye. definitely trying to get some Chinese food. Leonardo. Leonardo. That wasn't No, what? if you would have said Leo, you, Leo, I would have gave it yeah. to you. You would have gave it to me, yeah. Le- Leonardo. Leonardo. Been That's like, crazy okay, yeah, because Leonardo. they're all named after famous painters, right? right. It's like Raphael, Donatello, Michelangelo. Yep. Raphael. Raphael. All right. You ready for the last one? Yeah. All right. 
Nah, he's so excited about <laughs> this one. It's crazy. <laughs> you, well, you're never going to get this one. So. Oh, my gosh. All right. Which mammal lives the longest? This is a this is a four, this is a fourth grade test question. <laughs> Which mammal lives the longest? Bro, if he knows this, I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here and walk out. I'm telling you right he now. I might need to get the fuck up out of here. He's picturing it right now. It's like all these animals are floating through his head right now. There's so many animals that are just hopping over this fence. So you have a promenade in your brain. Like, <laughs> watching big ass animals <laughs> hop over that fence. This thing got a pasture in his head. He's like, yeah, the animals are hopping over the fence. He said, he gonna die. Now that ain't it. Yeah, that is what I'm thinking. I'm like, he's, that's, it's like each one, I'm like, nah. Your pops Googling stuff. And <laughs> He's trying to send him a text uh, mm -mm. Is it one of the apes? I don't know. Well, that's his answer. It's, nigga, one you tell me. Pick an ape. <laughs> <laughs> which, ape which, which ape do you think it is? Um, uh, um. Hey, make sure he ain't checking his phone either. I see pops over there texting doing something. Is, this, is it a... Oh, is it a? Uh, Are you googling the answers? It might be an orangutan. It might be. Is that your answer? Yeah, that is answer. my answer. Your answer is what? That an orangutan? No, because I don't. Yeah, give me, give is it, it to me. Eight? What is That's it? About it? It's called the bowhead whale. Okay. The bowhead whale. Wow. The bowhead whale. So crazy! You said mammal. Didn't you say a yeah. mammal? Well, was a mammal. Well, so I know a whale is a mammal, but didn't I just say like an ape? Is that not a mammal? See, that's a mammal. Now we're gonna, I'm just gonna treat myself on the radio real quick. Hey, All right. It is. What it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You, hey, I fuck He's with like, it. man, you already got that shit wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. They live over uh, uh, over 200 years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, hey man, we appreciate you coming on through a, well, a lot guys, of information, man. man. Just uh, again to let people know, man, a lot of game age too. Out right now, yes sir. Uh, plug the tour one more time for the folks that need to know definitely, about man. That. Make sure y'all check me out. I'm on a free tour right now. Shout out to Champion. The one more time, that's the what? Thing. It's what? It's I'm on a free tour with RSVP. Yes, Shout sir. out to Champion. It's the Be Yourself, Be a Champion tour. It's strictly for college and universities. We're going to be heading up D.C., and then we're going to be in New York City at SOBs on May 13th. So make sure y'all pull up, get some tickets, and I'll see you guys there. All right, last thing. What does homegrown mean to you? Homegrown means organic. It means grassroots. Um, it means that it's built from the ground up and, you know, that most of the time friends and family are in the organization. I like that. Predominant. That's what's Love, up, man. You know? That's what we have right here. Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Ed Tay. Appreciate you coming on through, bro. Appreciate y'all, man.